like this year was just to kind of we want to really up the quality of our content this year. So that's was the most important thing, you know, so we really get that shit going. But um, shit, Atlanta. You born and raised out here? Do you live no, out here? No, no, California originally. California, man. yeah, yeah, the Bay Area, East Bay Area. That's where I'm from. I uh, went to school out there. First, first eighteen years of my life was out out in California. Yeah, first so. eighteen years. Yep. Yeah, it was kind of like that with me too. I was in New Hampshire twenty two years, and I was like, "Fuck that, man." It's yeah, fuck <laughs> there. But California's nice. What about you, California, Atlanta? I feel like California's like the weather is nicer in Atlanta, but Dude. I guess weather's not like everybody's main choice or place to live, except for me. So California, I mean, California weather, I mean, back, back then. Cause I mean, you're shit, dude, I'm, I'm fucking 30 years old, dude. <laughs> so that was like, hey, when I was still when, young. Yeah, a lot I mean, of I, yeah. Yeah. When I was, when I was growing up there, uh, yeah, I mean, the weather was pretty chill. It was yeah. never like, I mean, we'd get hot, I guess, but not like it fucking does out here. Dude. Yeah. Like out here is shit is ridiculous, man. But it's more like um, a, it's more like a it's humidity out here. Oh yeah. It's a lot dude, crazier. Shit. I mean, you know, cause you're from, you're in North Carolina right now, right? So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. I what what brought me to Georgia was, I mean, me enlisting in the military at eighteen or seventeen, and then leaving at eighteen. So, yeah, yeah. I did see. Uh, I didn't know you were a military guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. What kind of what got you into the military at eighteen, dude? All my friends were we were we all played airsoft together, and we were like, man, you know, what'd be cool is if we like went and did this shit for real. <laughs> <laughs> And we were like, God damn it, here we are. No shit. There yeah, we were yeah, in yeah. Afghanistan. Some of some of them went to Iraq, but but yeah. Mm. Yeah, like between Afghanistan and Iraq, yeah. So how many how long were you out in Afghanistan for? Nine months. Nine months. Nine months. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I know some people who were like do like yeah. four tours Dude, over there. No, like, I've been like I, I wanted to do a second yeah. one, but uh and actually I had uh like extended to to go mm. on a second one, but then the company that they had moved me into, they ended up not deploying. So I'm like, all right, yeah. get the fuck out. <laughs> what was it? What was it like when you got over there in Afghanistan for the first time? You're getting on the plane from the United States, you know, um, going over to a foreign country you never been to before. Yeah, man. I mean, never mind all the stories and stigma that's around Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, literally. Uh, I went 2012 September 2012 to 2013, um, and like we were getting there like kind of towards the end of fighting season because like uh the end of fighting season is like the winter time yeah they I chill mean, out in the winter and, and that that like shit's that. like a myth dude they're they're still they're still working around out there and shit i mean we still you know we we're still getting into some little scuffles and shit when it was still cold outside and shit that yeah. snow is not going to stop them um but uh but no i mean like getting you know going there and shit i mean like I mean, I'd lie if I told you I wasn't like a little bit scared. You oh, know? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be Anxiety myself, was setting right? in a little bit, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, though, I deployed with like a really good infantry company, and like yeah. I trusted all my guys that I was with and shit like that. My platoon, especially. So, I mean, you know, like all the train ups and shit. I mean, I was I was in what they call garrison, which is just like stateside, mm -hmm. you know, training for a year and a half. So, I mean. You know, I was confident, like, in everything that I had been taught up until that point, you know? So, I mean, it's, like, time to go out there and fucking execute, you know? Yeah. So, that's basically what it was. And just for context, I was, for, you know, anybody watching, I was in 11 Bravo, which is an infantryman. So, so wait, what branch of the military? Army. Army? Army, yeah. Army. Yeah. So, yeah, as part of the uh, 1st Battalion, 187th Infantry Regiment, uh, Rakasans, as they're called. What are the... Um, tattooed right here. <laughs> oh word yeah yeah definitely yeah. want to go over some of your tattoos yeah yeah yeah, yeah i love pretty cool i love, love tattoos as you can 
So yeah, so, yeah, same. Um, <laughs> yeah. What? Is, um, you couldn't have those in the military, could you? Hell no, no? <laughs> not on the hands. Is that one of the first things you do when you got out? You yeah, just, dude, you tattooed ink? my hands yeah. literally. Like probably like a year after I got out, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get hand tattoos. Yeah. Like I don't, because like the other thing too was. Like once I realized, like I started going to uh, like a music school called the Atlanta Institute of Music, and um, I was like, "All right, this is what I want to do." Do you do that on like the GI Bill? Yeah, 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 Word. yeah. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I, I was like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do." I think for like a good portion of my life. Mm-hmm. So like, the hand tattoos are coming because I don't want you know no Plan Bs, man. Yeah, you know, like this is what I want to do. So you were there for not? So you got out at nineteen in the military? I got out when I was. 20 because i joined when i was 17 left mm-hmm. when i was 18 i was 20 when i went to afghanistan and i had my 21st okay. birthday there i got out when i was i think 23 yeah because it's about seven years ago now okay so i was like yeah 23 so when, when did you out. start going to um to atlanta institute of music uh 2017 so i was like 25 at the time okay yeah 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 so where's the um what were you kind of doing between the military and going to school for music? Dude, Do you know what you wanted to do? Do you have? I, I knew what I wanted to do, but like when I first got out, I was like, I was like super fucking lazy to yeah. be quite honest with you. And like, I knew I wanted to do music, but like I didn't know how to go about pursuing it. Even though I was kind of, I had like little projects here and there that I was like pursuing while simultaneously watching like Facebook rappers and shit, which. The little scene I was watching was like a bunch of horrorcore dudes and shit, you yeah, know, like yeah. the juggalo mm-hmm. crowd and all that type of shit. So, um, so yeah, uh, after that, I was like, I gave it some thought and I was like trying to rap here and there. None of it was good. Um, mm-hmm. but eventually I got to the point where I recorded like my first demo in 2017 and put that out and it was under the name Sinister and it just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it just stuck. So I just fucking kept it. Even even after switching into like you know the more aggressive trap yeah. shit like the following year, which totally suited me way better than mm-hmm. you know the the horrorcore shit. So, but yeah. So you always you always kind of even when you were military had an idea that you might want to be interested in music. Or? Yeah. Now, well, yeah. Even before that, because uh, shit, I forgot to mention. Um, I uh, I've got a long history of like fronting metal bands when I was in California okay. as a teenager and shit. Um, so that. That part, like doing doing the actual like songwriting and all that shit, that none of that was new, um, but but yeah, so like fronting bands, performing live, and all that shit, I had already done a lot of that. You stuff. already had a yeah, lot of experience yeah, yeah. in that. So, but like rapping was a completely mm-hmm. different ball game because I couldn't obviously like do metal vocals on like I mean I mean maybe some people do that, but I didn't want it. I don't know. It comes off kind of cringy sometimes, you know. So yeah. I had to kind of develop like a more aggressive style for myself that that like made sense, you know, from what I was doing. Come on, let's get this guy over here. <laughs> yeah, chill. We're gonna chill and do this interview. <clears throat> so you were doing? You were just like fronting. Metal, you playing any instruments? No, no, no. Straight, just like vocals and everything. Like I just kind of started making sounds one day, growling, screaming, and shit. And like eventually, mm-hmm. you know, some of my friends were like, "Yo, that's sick!" Like you should you should front you know our band and shit so um that's kind of how it started and then like um once that band kind of broke up that band was called gutter remains there was another band that i had like tried out for that was like a little bit bigger in the area they were from uh walnut creek california and they were called immortus mm-hmm. um they were kind of like more established like i said uh and like definitely like more extreme metal and shit so yeah. uh they needed a front man, so I tried out for them, and they were like, yeah, dude, you're sick. And so I fronted them for like a year. And that was like the last band I was in before I left for the for the Army. 
So how did um, the sound you have now come together? Because like you said, like you were saying before, it's kind of, you weren't really good at rapping. But yeah. like the style of music you do isn't really rap. Yeah. It's really, it's like the newer style. It's like, almost like metal has kind of made a comeback through hip-hop like format if that makes sense oddly enough you know yeah. what i mean yeah it's weird like so how would how would you say that your sound came together um it's not rap it's not yeah. metal it's really just influence like, both i just call it like aggressive rap i guess but um so i've always been like a fan of hip-hop and trap like like atlanta from like Atlanta trap from like uh, the early 2000s mm -hmm. and shit. So like Bone Crusher, Ludacris, and all that type of shit. Um, but uh, like obviously, I like DMX quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> DMX was, is DMX was, was yelling big, before everybody. Yeah, exactly, DMX yelling that's, over beats for everybody. Dude, that's the original scream rapper. And you know what for the real. crazy part is? He's not even like like his voice sounds like that. Yeah, like halfway yeah. sounds like that. So it's like he's not even really trying, you know. But but yeah, he's aggressive rap style and shit dude like that definitely influenced it a hell of a lot same with like waka flocka and mm -hmm. shit so um i basically kind of took that uh blueprint and applied it to like kind of what i was doing with metal so i'm thinking yeah. like i want to do kind of like this like hybrid of like hype trap shit and like you know adding a little bit you know more metal that like makes sense and like rapping over like aggressive trap beats and shit um and that was kind of how it started um I didn't really have too many songs like catch on. I really didn't even start catching on, honestly, until like last year. Mm -hmm. You know, which is probably when like fucking Drew noticed me was like last year. That's like when everybody started noticing me was last yeah. year. But I had been at it for like a couple years before that. So, what yeah. was your first time recording like? Because did, did you record in high school when you fronted bands? Did you guys actually oh, yeah. record any oh, yeah. actual songs? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, there, there's like you can go find that shit on YouTube, Bandcamp. All that shit. Yeah, no, you can find all all that shit like on like I said, YouTube, Bandcamp, um, for multiple bands too. Um, but yeah, uh, for my first time recording was with uh, Guttered Remains. It was like an old death metal band. I was in this very first one, um, and I I was recording in a bathroom, really? <laughs> like a really tiny bathroom. Yeah, and um, I had all my shit like handwritten on paper at the time, mm. like in like a book. Because oh, yeah, phones were really before like... before the age of smartphones. Yeah. Man. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting. I'm like in there holding the fucking book and shit and trying to read my lyrics. Whereas like now I'm like, you know, I yeah. got my fucking iPhone in front of me, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was kind of, I mean, it was, it was fluent. Like the engineer was like good. So he kind of like helped me through, like coached me through like, you know, what I'm supposed to do <laughs> yeah. at the time, you know, cause it like, we're not in like a booth, but yeah. Um, I've never been to an actual studio before. Really? Yeah, never recorded ever, ever I, in my life. I feel like that's like in a studio. The theme now. Yeah, people are just more comfortable at home. Yeah, more dude. comfortable with their friends' little bedroom studio. Or oh yeah, for so sure. It's just like where technology has gotten, and how to and how accessible technology is oh, yeah. to newer artists. Just exactly. Sense to spend all that money on a fucking yeah, studio. hell no, nah. And uh, I mean, dude, yeah, saves on recording time and like shit. Having been to you know, like once I went to the Atlanta Institute of Music and shit, and like. Uh, like learned how to use pro tools and shit and like mix and shit that's when like everything really started coming full circle like i started like mixing and mastering some of my own shit and like being able to just drop right away you know whenever yeah. i wanted to and shit so that was that was a game changer for sure <laughs> it's like Dude, he's fighting over there yeah he just doesn't want to chill <laughs> 
He's just mad curious. So how was it like when you started to record over like an actual like a beat for the first time, like a more like hip hop based beat? How that, was that different from recording like a metal track? Uh, I mean, the songwriting's a, a little bit different, you know, because I feel like I feel like on metal tracks you can kind of you can kind of get away with like not rhyming yeah. ever, yeah, really, you know. Cause like you know you're you're kind of slurring your words a lot of the time mm-hmm. you know depending on the the style of metal that you're doing you don't really have to worry about rhyming shit honestly sometimes you don't even really have to worry about lyrics that much but um but but uh yeah I mean with with like hip hop and shit the vocal was kind of like a real standout point people give a fuck about what you're saying like what you're saying matters the rhymes matter the flows matter so it is a lot different and it. I don't want to necessarily say it was like difficult because you know, depends on the type of beat you're rapping on. But yeah, it was a complete change of pace though, for sure. Going from like metal to to rapping on like beats and shit. How was the uh, the difference in the creative process as well? Because I know like a lot of rock songs and a lot of metal based songs. Sometimes they start out with the words <laughs> first. Sometimes they start off with a little guitar riff. When it's more like rap and hip hop based stuff, you hear the beat and you're like, all right. Oh uh, yeah, 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 you for know sure. What I mean? I'm a, are you right to the beat? Yeah. So just the difference in the creative process, what's that like? Uh, well, I mean, it's weird because, like, for me personally, like, I definitely had to change up uh, a lot of the content that I was going to be, you know, because, I mean, it's it's hip-hop at its core, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. what what you're doing is rapping, you know what I mean? So, um, I, yeah, I mean, I went from, you know, talking about a bunch of, like, gore shit you know from like metal and all this shit to like now having to kind of you know i don't really rap consciously all the time but i mean you know got to be a little bit more concerned with what i rap about and shit you know Mm -hmm. make it a little bit more impactful meaningful or um like if i do like a hype ignorant song you know it's got to be like relatable you know relatability Mm -hmm. is like a huge thing um and sometimes sometimes i think even now like when i look at some of like new underground artists and shit that come out i feel like i mean that's, I don't know, like, well, I'm not trying to badmouth anybody or anything hey, like that. Say what but you, want, I mean, man. you know what I mean? But it's like, there's a lot of like, like this like anime style rap shit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, at least for me, it's not super relatable. I mean, it's cool or whatever, but. Yeah, you know, a lot of like the SoundCloud scene, I get what you're, I can't get what you're getting at. A lot of SoundCloud scene, like SoundCloud rap is kind of dying off. Well, it's like, like when you take something, I kind of mean like maybe I'm talking more like anime rap. Like I see mm-hmm. a lot of that. And it's kind of like a rapper or an artist is taking something that already exists and just rapping about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit of lack of creativity there, you know, because you're not really coming up with the concept. The concept already exists. You're just talking about it. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, you could do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what part of California you grew up in? Uh, the East Bay area. So like specifically like 15 minutes outside Oakland, like a city called, the uh, Castro Valley. What was it like, uh, growing up? And, and like, and like I was about, my parents were divorced. So like my dad yeah. lived in like Hayward, Castro Valley and my mom lived in a town called Pleasanton and I went to school in Pleasanton. Okay. And then I once I had graduated and shit from my high school, then I had moved over with my dad and lived in like Castro Valley for like six months. Okay. Yeah, before before I like had to leave for the army and shit. So it was growing up out there like Um, it was cool. It was chill. Um, I mean, uh the school I went to I went to continuation school the last two years because I was just never did any homework. <laughs> 
Uh, so you bad? You a bad kid? Yeah, not, yeah, I was bad, uh, man. Shit. I went conti- to continuation and shit. Nah, but uh, it it kind of sucked because like I was, you know, never really. I never like did any drugs and shit like that. Never like mm-hmm. I never had problems. But the kids I went to school with, dude, like in California, like it was all like. Uh, are you guys familiar with like uh, Sorenos, like Mexican Mexican mafia type yeah. shit? So it was like, I mean, f- the the big thing there was they were they were like. Uh, like Southsiders and shit like that. Uh, so we, there, there was a lot, a little bit of that going on in the school. And uh, mind you, the school population is like 200 kids, maybe. Damn. Really? Yeah, dude, it was real tiny. Like high school? Yeah. Oh shit. But well, I mean, the first high school I went to, that was like 3,000 kids or something like that. Yeah. But like over here and at the continuation school, yeah, it was like 200. <laughs> so like everybody knows everybody. So it's like one of those things too, where like you know everybody's doing drugs and shit like that, selling drugs, like. Fucking smoking weed in the bathroom and shit. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> real bad kids. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So um, actually, the school uh, it's kind of funny. They uh, they would let they would actually let students smoke cigarettes if they smoked. Like yeah, it was really, really weird. They would just like make them go like fifty yeah. feet away from the building and shit. Huh. And like you know, but I mean, because they, they knew kids are gonna do it, you know. So they're yeah. just like, we know you're gonna do it. Just be respectful of the fucking building and shit. But, but yeah, I mean, it was like, cause what happened was kids were smoking in the bathroom and shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, they were having to lock that shit down. I had my little, my little group of metalhead friends and shit, you know, that we all kind of like, you know, lived in different cities and shit, but you know, we all like saw each other, hung out, played airsoft, like I said, you know, and like a majority of us joined the military. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was cool. So you always, so you were always kind of straight edge growing up? Pretty much. Yeah. Is that difficult? Um, not really. Cause like. I like I had a lot of friends that got like heavy, heavy into it. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking like 16 years old. They're like doing shrooms and shit, and, like, yeah. fucking acid and shit. And like, and like one of them, uh, sadly enough, like got into heroin, like at like 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And like I just watched what that shit did to him, and I'm like, dude. I mean, he's still alive. Like I, I'm pretty sure he quit. But um, but it's like, dude, getting into hard drugs at that age, it's like, dude. Fuck that! Like, yeah, crazy man. I look at I back on like I even started smoking weed, man. Young, I started smoking weed like yeah. sixteen. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, that was way too young to be doing any of that. You don't think about it either, like no, when you're no. like, you know, you're just like around it in the moment as a kid, and you're just like, yeah, fuck it, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't think about like yeah. how your brain's still developing, your body's still developing, yeah, and dude. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm glad I like waited before I even like tried anything. Yeah, until like, I was like, you know, my mind was developed, you know, and I could like understand what's happening and shit. Now, is it kind of just, like, real easy to stay away from it now because you've always just been stayed away from it? Yeah, I know the music much. industry, there's a lot of pressures, especially drugs and music are kind of, <laughs> unfortunately, go hand-in-hand, so. Oh, my God. So, I just got off tour with uh, Oni Inc. Do you know who Oni Inc. and Witch Not House, Witch oh, House Witch, 40K? Witch House 40K, yeah, yeah I love so that he, Witch House 40K yeah, on so he here. was on the tour. So, shout-out Oni Inc. and shout-out Witch House 40K. Oni Inc. put the entire tour together uh, just for the West Coast. Yeah, I went on tour with them and... Uh, <laughs> They had a DJ named uh, Citrus too mm-hmm. that was that was touring with us as well, but yeah, um, dude, like weed and dabs, bro. That's all these guys did all tour along, and it's not difficult to be around. But they, you know, they were all like giving me shit. They're like, yeah. dude, you know, like you say these lines in your song, man. You gotta, you gotta fucking, you gotta smoke this with us at least once, man. By the end of the tour, I'm like, nah, man, I'm I'm chilling, yeah. man. I'm good. <laughs> I've always had I've always had respect for people who can kind of uh, stay away from that because I was 
I even find it hard to say no now. It's like getting off or stop mm-hmm. stopping smoking as much. You know what I mean? It was very difficult. Yeah. It's just like, damn. Kind of wish I never got into smoking heavy because like it was so hard to get off of it. I people mean, say weed's not addictive, yeah. but people are you're addicted to the act of smoking. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's that's where the addiction comes into play. But um, I mean, like weed's not necessarily. I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's not. I'm yeah. just I'm just stopping mainly for like health reasons. Smoking yeah, yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, smoking yeah. anything in general is bad for you. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah, for sure. Get inhaling anything is bad yeah. for you. It's just I don't need to be doing it all day every yeah. day. And oh, dude, yeah, dude. Some yeah. some people, man, fuck. Dude, some people just never stop. What was like early influences music? What were you listening to early on? Um, like just in general, like yeah. metal, hip hop, all that shit. Yeah, like, I, like what bands, artists? Um, I kind of went to growing up. I kind of named some of them in the beginning. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, like I got started. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like when I really, really, really started getting into music was yeah. Like, like what got you? What got you like really like obsessed with music and like be Dude, like okay, I really want to okay, do this so myself. My, my cousin was like really into like uh, at the time like Linkin Park, Slipknot, like all the new metal shit. You yeah. know, Mudvayne, Static X. So <clears throat> he showed me that when I was like young, like I don't know, probably like fifth or sixth grade. So I was probably like I don't know, eleven or twelve or something mm-hmm. like that. And he like started showing me all these bands and shit. So I literally, I used to like go to his house and like, uh, with his little CD player and shit. And I used to just run through all those CDs and just watch him play video games. Like didn't even want to play the video games. Just yeah. like listen to music and shit. That's pretty much when I knew, like I, I just found myself literally with headphones on all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I think like this is something that I wanted. I want to do as I, you know, get older and shit. And then obviously, you know, listening to that, type of shit you know i got into like even heavier shit when i got into like i started meeting other people that listened to heavier shit and they're like yo you know have you ever heard of cannibal corpse and i'm like oh shit no what's this so I like listen and i'm like oh fuck dude like you know and it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier from yeah there. your interest started yeah, to develop more basically and more. yeah so uh so like now dude like i go super deep with like all different types of metal um i like to think that i'm pretty well versed in like hip-hop and trap too i know mm-hmm. a lot of like you know underground like hip-hop and trap artists as well obviously especially because i'm fucking in it but um but yeah as far as like uh for especially for what i do like i said uh you know like waka flocka was a big influence um and actually uh i had his um i i, I got into waka flocka when i was in afghanistan like, i know it's fucking weird right so you know like those little um they have like those little uh you ever been to those gas stations that sell like like the little old school mixtapes and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had um, I had Salute Me or Shoot Me Two and uh, LeBron Flock of James Three. It was like in these little shitty, fucking <laughs> little like somebody printed that shit out of like a really shitty printer. Yeah. But I remember hearing that shit, those mixtapes back in the day, and was just. Well, you like, got those mixtapes in Afghanistan. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> like from like these little these little like shops and shit, and like dude, we would always like exchange. Uh, hard drives and shit, you know, with people and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, you got to think these countries too, they're like, they're, they're into Western culture and shit. You yeah. Know? Like, Western culture yeah, and American like affects, culture, like entertainment wise yeah, is the most Everybody, everybody knows what the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, that was, that was how I got into like Waka Flocka and shit. And like, I listened, I played the fuck out of both of those, those albums and, um, or those mixtapes rather. And, uh, and then like DMX, you know, is another real big influence and shit. Um, but like nowadays I find myself listening to, I guess like some of the, some of the newer stuff that's out there, like, 
listen to a little bit of Scar Lord. Uh, yeah. I, I try not to be a, like a fanboy of any of these artists and shit, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, some Scar Lord's cool, uh, and like uh, shout Scar Lord. Yeah, and uh, some City Morgue is also pretty pretty fire. I like the earlier shit more. Yeah. Um, Love City Morgue. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, and then obviously I'm like pretty big into like the funk shit now. If you guys follow any of that, like the Memphis funk. No, um, I'm not, I'm not. Really? No, actually, not. Yeah, okay, yeah, no. So, like, I listen to, like, I don't really listen to, like, any of the Memphis rappers, unfortunately. Like, I'm really into, like, kind of, like, the newer shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, a lot of, like, it's producer heavy. It's, like, not not based around vocals and shit. Um, but, yeah, so, and a lot of those guys I started, like, working with, like, Ghostface Playa and Pharmacist and shit. Yeah, no, I know yeah, 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 so... Uh, and they actually, to be honest, shout out to both of them because they they like really really helped me out, like give me their platform to do my thing on, and like you know, because like sc- like yelling on those types of beats on like cowbell funk beats and shit like that, that's not even like a thing. Yeah, you know, it yeah. was never a thing. And like when I would like go to like promoters and like ask them if they you know wanted to promote it at first, they were like, no, this is not funk. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm do, trying to do my my style on, yeah. on these beats. That's what I'm doing, you know? Just taking inspiration from Yeah, it. dude. Like so, you got to evolve sound. Yeah, eventually. I'm trying to be original. This was original yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, you know? Absolutely. So, but, but yeah, I mean, so at first people kind of shunned it. And um, I, I, uh, I dropped this track in January of last year called Masvidal. After the UFC yep. fighter, that's my favorite song. You, were. yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge MMA fan, bro. Dude, same, I'm a massive yeah. MMA. Yeah, same, fan. same. I'm a big fan of Masvidal too, man. So dude, he's, he's got a cool. fight coming up. He did get fucked up by Usman. He did, bro. dude. <laughs> I, oh my god. That dude. was a that was a that was the most vicious right oh, hand. Oh my, oh my god. god. <sighs> I could like Boy. I had so many people like texting me. I, I'm like I'm so glad I didn't bet on that fight because oh. <laughs> I would have bet on Masvidal and I would have lost. I still remember when he fucking knocked out Ben Askren. Oh, dude, so yeah, you can't you can't live that shit down. You literally <laughs> like literally he ended that dude's career. Yeah, literally ended. Literally, ben that career. was it. That yeah. was it. After that, there's no like, more Ben Askren after that. Fucking now you got that guy doing fucking triller triller fights and shit. Fat as hell throwing yeah, the I'm fight. Like, dude, come on, flopping man. everywhere. But uh, uh, Ben Askren was there was a time where he was a fucking serious force though. Dude, crazy. yeah, like back in the day, but yeah, just not anymore. The sport just evolved. He was just yeah, straight yeah. wrestling. You know yeah. what I mean? Now it's like because it used to be like the sport used to be. If you were a striker and you had no wrestling, wrestlers mm-hmm. gonna fuck you up every time. Yeah. Now the strikers got so good at taking yeah, defense. Like the like if you. You can't take him down. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's going to piece yeah. you up. Like, yeah, exactly. Masvidal's got pretty good takedown defense, too. So. Yeah, he's... I mean, I always thought he was, like, a well-versed fighter. I spent a lot of time, like, when I was writing that song, especially, going back and looking, like, through... Because, uh, like, when I said that line, I knew who he was and, like, that one thing that he had done ended a dude's career <laughs> <laughs> off in, like, two seconds. So I yeah. knew that much, which... And it kind of just flowed with it. So I'm like, I think I'm going to, like, kind of build this entire song around Masvidal. And um, so I started, you know, watching his old fights and shit. I'm like, damn, this dude was like, this dude's been fucking people up. <laughs> dude, you go through, you should, if you get a chance to go through his YouTube channel. Yeah. It's a bunch of old street fights and stuff. Oh, dude, on there. dude, dude. No, yeah. I saw those too with like Kimbo Slices and yeah, some of those yeah. fucking things. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. And he yeah. shows all like his gym videos. No, stuff yeah. Like that. His YouTube channel is dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, easily one of my favorites. Win or lose, doesn't matter. Like, He's a fan favorite too. Yeah, he's yeah, got a, sure. he's got a lot of fanfare for yeah. him. You know, he's gonna be around for a while. He's just again a well versed fighter. That's yeah, always like, the base you have he's to have. Starting to get so. heavy into politics now and shit too. You see that? Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that. he's like fucking going at 
you know, like he was on CNN yesterday for calling out uh, like Nancy Pelosi on some shit. Yeah, yeah dude, it's just, Damn, it's just wild, that. dude. Yeah, he's doing up. crazy shit now. Hey, if you got a platform, I mean, yeah, I, I guess so. In, I guess you know what I'm saying. And you guys see, he just started a Game Bread FC too. I didn't. I, I saw yeah. Khabib started Eagle FC. I yeah, I didn't see that he started. Yeah, something. he's got and it's it's on. I can't remember what uh what station they air it on, but um, yeah, they're on like Game Bread FC three or four, I think already. But it's it's all it's bare knuckle MMA. MMA. Oh, it's bare knuckle, bare knuckle MMA. MMA. Not even bare knuckle boxing. Not not, not bare knuckle boxing. Not like BKFC, dude. Yeah. Straight like bare knuckle MMA, dude. These dudes are like destroying each other, dude. It's nuts. It's fucking. It's literally crazy. nuts. Fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> but shit. So you grew up California. Yep. Moved to the uh, went into the military mm-hmm. after continuation school. Yep. In Atlanta, toured. Um, after tour. You just you decided what made you decide to settle in Atlanta? Um, well, I just did the tour just recently. Okay, so we're kind of we're kind of not not doing this chronologically. <laughs> uh, the, I was the Iraq the tour in Iraq. Uh, oh oh oh, that tour in Afghanistan. Yeah yeah that's yeah. What yeah. I meant oh, I thought you meant a music yeah. tour. Yeah yeah yeah. So after I after I got out of the army. Um, oh okay, so I was married. She was from here. Okay. Yeah yeah okay. yeah. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, so that's that's when you, like when you met her. You met her here when you were in the military. Dude, I met her. I met her online. Met her online. Yeah, dude, we met on this fucking site called Plenty of Fish, dude. Just fucking. That's crazy. Nuts, bro. That's I'm like, I don't even how... know you could find real people on this fucking yeah. website. That's crazy how <laughs> online dating is like dude. really becoming like a standard thing. Well, I mean, you got to think, dude. This was like over ten years ago. This yeah. was like shit, 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was almost eleven years ago. Damn, crazy. Yeah, that was like just just meeting her was like about eleven years ago now. Yeah, wild, wild shit. So yeah, she she was from uh, she was from like a little city, a little suburban city called Flowery Branch originally, mm-hmm. and so uh, we had nowhere else to go when I had like got out. So we just like um, we got rid of our little house that we had out there, and we just took all of our shit and moved down here. Yeah, and um, like I said, I kind of before I decided to like go to music school and shit, I was kind of like fucking around, kind of just trying to find a way to make a decision and shit, playing a lot of video games and shit. Yeah, you know, you know how that goes. You kind of just re- at the time just kind of decided if you wanted to do music or yeah it was like if I wanted to commit I guess I don't know mm. it was weird it was weird like I said I was I was like messing around a lot like um, oh the other big thing was like I had I had a job when I first yeah. got out well first I couldn't even find a job and then a comic book store hired me hey, and uh, comic yeah, book store seems yeah I mean it was dope work, it know? was dope <laughs> I mean I worked there for like almost two years so I mean it was for what it was I mean it was all right. Um, wasn't bad, but but yeah. So uh, once I started going to school, though, I fucking got got rid of all that shit. Yeah, just started trying to do music full time. Hey, I mean, you stay in the military, you got the GI Bill. Yeah, 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 they yeah, give yeah you, exactly. Like, housing allowance, they got yep. you with the the college tuition yep. covered, all sorts of shit. Exactly. Man. But then after that, though, like like last year, basically, when I was like completely done, done, like there was mm-hmm. no more GI Bill, no nothing, dude. Like reality fucking set in, and like I'm like, damn. I'm going to really have to like try to become like an entrepreneur and like make money. So it was either go back to Amazon, which was the the job that I had like right after I was like shortly after um, I had graduated or it was like it was either go back to Amazon or um, or like try to just sell a bunch of features, make this shit work. So last year, dude, that was what I did. I just sold crazy amounts of fucking features dude. yeah that's what i was nuts. gonna gonna go into next so at this point where you're deciding reality hit <clears throat> is that when you kind of went on the grind for music yeah and that pretty much happened like last year like i said dude um 
dude, I, I think I think last year I think I might have sold like something like sixty features, dude. Like God paid damn. paid ones. Like I was because I had to pay I had to pay bills, dude. And my car yeah. broke down, so I had to buy a new car. Bought a new car like off of features. It's fucking nuts. And then like, and I didn't even realize that people cared that much about me at that time because yeah. I'd been at it for a few years up until that point, but I didn't realize like people were willing to pay like mad money to have me on their song. And so once I realized like, damn, I can live off this shit for a minute, <laughs> I was like milking the fuck out of it, which was not a good thing to do. Like 10 out of 10, do not recommend. <laughs> yeah. I always tell stressful newer artists, especially I'm managing an artist right now. Yeah. Um, and he has a lot of people hit him up for features. And I tell him, like I said, long term, you're going to regret it. Yeah. And but. I 100% do, but I mean, I had, dude, I had to do what I had to do. You man. had to do. Like, I mean, you're here now. Yeah, man. And like, you know, we'll get into this, obviously this, that this what I'm about to mention, uh, but I'll mention him now. Uh, Swig, uh, shout yeah, out, yeah. shout out, yep. shout out, Swig, man. It's coming uh, up. My manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, um, yeah, I was talking to him about that. You know, when I when I first met him, I'm like, dude, yeah, I sold like mad features, and that shit was a mistake. <laughs> it's like, well, it's already done. I mean, you know, yeah. but but I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I fucking regret that shit because uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of them where the artist is just like. Not so great. They got money, but it's like, you know, and a lot of times I would try to raise my price to kind of raise the quality of clientele. Yeah. But, dude, sometimes. sometimes people that it, got money aren't the talent. Yeah, dude, was. it doesn't matter. Yeah, sometimes motherfuckers got 500 bucks, you know. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I did hella features. and, and how, many, how much of your own music did you drop last year? I dropped quite a bit, actually. I dropped, like, because I was dropping once a week, which is also insane. But I tried to I tried to make it so that I was dropping at least one one or one to two solo tracks mm-hmm. amongst like other like main artist collabs and shit that were dropping and all that stuff. That, that became a real big thing last year. People wanted to drop like you know sinister and you know so and so, so it shows up on both profiles and shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I tried to drop. I still try to do that now, but um, like I I just recently announced uh, again you know, in light of a conversation that I had had with Swig to like, you know, we made it here to a certain point. Like we got to fucking slow the fuck down now, you know? Yeah. Especially on the, on the features. And yeah. Well, with. not even just, well, that especially. Oh, but, and dropping music. Yeah. And yeah, dropping yeah. music, dude. Like I got to make that, I got to be, and, but it's forcing me now to be select about what I drop, mm-hmm. you know? So now I want to drop the best shit, not just like, oh yeah, here's another song. Here's another song. Like, was well, that how that. you, is that how you got your initial following just by quantity? essentially yeah but like the thing was was it was it was quantity and i was putting out quality like oh yeah no i don't mean mean like your quality i don't mean a two by an horn or anything man but i I have like a good engineer you know i I listen back i'm not i'm not not, uh knocking your quality of all all yeah yeah yeah. the songs are all good but is that how you originally started to see you spike in your fan base oh yeah dude dropping yeah like and and so like initially when i first started that like it's kind of like, I don't know, when a shark smells blood type shit. You know, yeah. you just get that first taste of like, damn, like all these people are fucking with me and I've been dropping for a month straight every week. I'm like, I'm going to do this shit all fucking year. When did you start you to know? When did you start to notice you were accumulating? Because you, obviously you start music, you don't have any fans. Yeah. When so, did you start to accumulate an actual fan base? Okay, so in 2018, there was this old channel called No Bands who used to do like these versus videos. Mm-hmm. And he did a versus video that was called Scar Lord. You can still watch it. It's got I, like almost it's on there. I saw yeah, that video. it's got yeah. almost half a million views right now. But um, it, and it went it went crazy at first. But uh, it was Scar Lord versus Sinister versus Zilakami. 
And the comments are so split on that thing. Like, some people are like, yo, fuck that sinister guy. You know, like, fucking poser and all this shit, you know. But then there's other people that are like, yo, I fuck with him. Like, so that was like half the comments at first. There was a lot of people that were hating on me in those comments that like came back and were like, dude, you actually like, you got better. Yeah. You're like, that's crazy. Like, so that kind of gave you a yeah. little spike because you said that was what, three years ago? It was three years ago. And so that was when that I, was- I went from like 400 subscribers to literally like two, three, 4K over like a two month period. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, that got was like you the initial thing because the initial following, it, yeah. I that even, time was when those artists, people were really searching up for Zillow. People oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. So they see this other dude, like, who the fuck is? Yeah, this? and that's what and it then was. The genre, the genre that time was really starting it, to yeah, pick up that yeah. kind of sound. Yeah, that ship has kind of sailed now. So it's kind of like you gotta, you gotta, you know, change up the, you know, the style and the sound and shit. You know, so that's kind of why I'm branching out and experimenting more with different shit. And then you said this was three years ago. So you said, when did you, you said last year you were focused on dropping a lot? Yeah, yeah. Last year, um, like I was dropping a lot in, in 2019, 2020 as well. Mm-hmm. But like last year, I had dropped more music than I ever have in my entire career. Okay. And um, I probably had like the most impact, uh, like in, in terms of growth and shit during last year. Now, what made you want to slow up this year? Just be more calculated with your approach? Well, yeah. I mean, like like I said, I had a conversation with Swig like literally just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's my manager, for those of you guys who don't know. Um, and yeah, pretty much the, like, you know, a chunk of the conversation was like, look, you know, like, you know, if you're doing 120 on the highway and I'm sitting next to you and like we, we made it to our destination, bro, like you can slow the fuck down now. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's basically what it was. And I was like tunnel visioning it for so long because like, I saw so much growth and so much success, but it's like, you can only maintain that for so long before. I mean, sure. Each song is different, but like people get fucking sick of you after a while. Yeah. And I low key knew that, but didn't want to accept it. Mm -hmm. So like having somebody kind of like, okay, let's look at the analytics and let's, let's look at what's happening and like really show me. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're totally right. Like, I don't need to be dropping this much. This is going to get washed out yeah, after yeah, a while. 100%. People are going to be like, oh, this guy's dropping you know, again. He's you like, I mean? like, you're not letting your releases breathe. And like, you know, we, we got to like, let, let your listeners and shit focus on the shit that you're dropping now. You know, it's like a, it's like a game of chess. Music is incredibly hard, but it's like a game of chess. Like yeah. The first, the first strategy in the, in the game was, you know, to flood the, oh flood yeah. The scene, essentially. <laughs> that's Second what I was strategy doing. is to slow up. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. So it's like a game of chess, but when did uh, you get in touch with Swig? Shouts to Swig, by the way. Yeah, All but dude. six management, yeah. Puyo's tour manager, manages Kill Switch, um, and now has picked up. I know you, you said you're not under All But Six, but you I'm are not, under no. uh, Swig and Mikey. Yeah, so, uh, dude, it was really weird. So I'm, I met Swig on Instagram through Kill Switch. Um, I think I had just gone to his Instagram, saw he was also a vet, and like just reached out and just... I, Said some. You guys got to have that in common. Yeah, we were talking about that in the yeah, car. Dude. The way yeah, dude. Yeah, like, so yeah, it's very, get along real very, well. very weird, dude. So I hit him up on just some super casual, totally unrelated shit. I'm just like, dude, thanks for your service. I'm like, it's really cool to, to see that you're like a fucking. You jump straight in, into managing now, so like artist management and shit. And uh, you know, he responded to it, and we kind of just you know we're shooting the shit for a little bit, just about you know military shit. And he was like telling me where he was stationed at and stuff like that, and vice versa. And uh, the conversation just kind of ended from there. And this was like seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, like, I guess he just like, he stayed following me and just like kept tabs on me and shit. And we never, we had not talked at all really up until he hit me up uh, a couple weeks ago. 
And um, I'll never forget it because I was binge watching The Witcher on my couch, dying from COVID. <laughs> and uh, it was like nine o'clock at night, nine or 10 o'clock at night. And uh, him and Mikey both hit me up at the exact same time. Like, to, like my phone goes off twice and I like look at my phone and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I see Mikey the Magician come across and like Antswig. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what are these dudes hitting me up for, you know? And it was just like, Mikey was responding to a DM that I had sent him back in December about like just getting beats and shit. But I mean, he was on that, you know, that kill switch yeah. tour and shit. So, you know, obviously he was busy and shit, but, um, yeah, he was like, dude, you know, you're killing it, whatever. He's like, yeah, I'd love to work with you. And like, you know, we like just, uh, here's my number, like hit me up. And then when I looked at Swig's message, it was like, yo, like I want to get on like a, a phone call with you and just like, you know, just talk like, you know, maybe, maybe we can like, you know, see what we can have to, to offer you type shit. So, uh, the next day we jumped on a FaceTime call and I mean, the rest is pretty much history. Everything sounded good and I already knew who they were and shit. So, and Swig had been in Mikey's ear about me and that was, I guess, kind of what, what made them even consider working with me and shit. Yeah. So, and they, like I said, so what I'm signed to is their, their publishing company, AM Publishing, that's uh, Swig and Mikey's company. Um, and Swig kind of just took it upon himself to, you know, offer to manage me as well. So I got, I just got fucking lucky is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Swig is, Swig is a good guy too. You know what I mean? Um, they got kill switch, right? So I can only yeah. imagine they're going to put you in the right <laughs> position too. Yeah. So they got I kill think, switch right where he needed yeah, to be. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He manages all kinds of people dude. that dude. Literally that dude's everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. And you don't even know it. So, yeah, he's a good dude. Good Mikey's dude. a great producer, too. He oh, all dude, sorts of I cannot sounds. wait, man. As of this interview, we haven't worked on anything yet, but it's coming. Yeah, it's man. Coming. I'm supposed to interview Mikey, too, and it was funny. I feel like such a jackass because <laughs> I, li I like Mikey, right? Yeah. I've always loved his beats, you know, since I heard him. MTM, Same. the heat. Like, Same. since I heard that tag, I've been following it, but I never knew what he looked like. <laughs> so we was on tour at Fort Lauderdale, and Fat Nick is to my right, and Swig is to my oh, left, and we're shit, talking, dude. and Mikey's in front of me. Yeah. I didn't know it was Mikey at the time yeah. at all, and if I knew it was him, I would have been like, yo, what's up? But, like, Mikey, dude. I'm not a jackass, bro. You're fire. But like, <laughs> right? So like, um, someone I did. A, I was doing questions on my personal Instagram page, and someone's yeah. like, "Yo, who are you looking at? Who's your favorite producers right now?" I said, "Mikey, Magician, Wendigo," and I started um, starting to virus antidote, kept naming off people and stuff like that. And then Mikey saw the story, liked it, and then followed me. Yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah, I guess yeah. he reckoned he probably recognized me from the Kill yeah. Switch interview or the tour. And I look at his page. I'm like, yo, that was him, like, right in front of me. I feel like such a fucking jackass, bro. He's literally standing right in front of me. And I just, God, like, didn't dude. talk to him. Hilarious. I'm like, damn. Dude, honestly, you know what, though? That kind of doesn't surprise me because he's actually pretty low-key. Yeah. And, like, even when I talk to him, dude, he's, like, he's like a normal-ass fucking dude. Oh, yeah. Which, like, kind of tripped me out because you would think, like, somebody at his level would be, like, you know, just wilding out all up in the fame and all up in the, you know, yeah. whatever they got going on and shit. But, no, dude, he's, like super chill super laid back he's like ready to be like a mentor and shit you know so That's both him up. and swig dude are just like fucking bottles of knowledge dude just fucking nuts shit fucking um <clears throat> guns you love you i know you love your smith and wesson you got you got a fucking you got a little collection Currently no. Currently, Currently no. no. That's why I'm, that's why I'm always rapping about old Smithy. <laughs> yeah, dude, the Smith and Wesson was the first gun that I that I had like really purchased. Um and so yeah, it's a nine millimeter. Uh, you know. Yeah. I, I, I carry uh 
like the rip rounds, radically invasive projectile rounds. Like they're like the serrated tip, not not mm-hmm. hollow points. They're like the serrated tip ones. But man, shout out Georgia, man, because you know yeah, I got the, hollows. Get the little concealed carry out here, man. You know, yeah. travel around safely. <laughs> Dude, I, we Americans are weird. Yeah, man. So <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to Bad. I was interviewing Bad. Like he's talking about knife crime. I'm like, wait, what? Dude, I'm talking about knife crime. Dude, I've heard in the UK we, that shit is serious. Yeah, we dude. don't even like think about knife crime yeah, out here. It's dude, all gun but, violence. Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Like I don't have I don't have my Glock on. I have a Glock yeah. uh, Glock forty eight. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I got, yeah. Um, I don't have it with me. And yeah. I felt like I was talking to him. Like I feel like naked. Like I don't have it Dude, coming yeah, down here. Um, like I, I have to look at it again. But I remember back in the day when I first got my uh, my Georgia concealed carry. Um, it's uh, there's like certain states that it's still like applies. Yeah. Like, it's still valid. The Carolinas, I'm pretty sure, was uh, North Carolina yeah. is one of them. I don't have my concealed yet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's different for for North Carolina to Georgia, but Georgia and South Carolina. I, know I mean, can. I could say this because I'm about to move out of North Carolina. Yeah. I haven't had my concealed. I've been concealing for years. <laughs> I haven't worried about it. Fuck it. But I'm moving out of North Carolina to New Hampshire now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, but after this interview drops, probably gonna be coming back to North Carolina. But when I do, I'll get my concealed. New Hampshire is dope because we don't have a you, you don't have need a permit to conceal. You can conceal without. Oh really? Yeah, you can conceal. Well, I think we're the only state. I was maybe Texas that you can see without kind of kind of like that too because I was kind of like out in that area like I was stationed in Kentucky but it's like right next to Tennessee yeah um, but yeah dude they literally anybody like you don't even need a license you can just walk in a store buy a gun yeah, like, New Hampshire's the same way yeah 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 like so, like Tennessee's pretty fucking lenient too when it comes to gun laws um shit yeah but yeah dude this the Smith and Wesson raps dude like it's like I, I tend to rap about shit that I own because I don't like rapping about things. It's just like you don't want people to listen to you and be like, "Oh, that's Cap, man." Yeah, like, you know, yeah. he doesn't. He's never done that. He doesn't own that. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So, like when I people are like, you know, you rap about very specific shit. Do you really own a pair of Gucci's? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like that's why I rap about. Them. That's why I rap about specifically. You'll hear me say like spiked out Gucci's is because I. I don't mean to be on my soldier boy shit, but. I know Chapo and Witch House got the got the spiked Gucci boots, but I think I had them shits first, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shits um, in twenty nineteen, man? What inspires you? Um, well, like, what do you? What inspires you? Like to write a song? Like, what? Where do you find? Where do you pull inspiration from? For lyrics and shit, uh, it can be like it could just be real life shit. It depends on the type of song that I'm writing, really, because if. If I'm writing like some real ignorant trap shit, dude, like I mean, the inspiration could literally come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I might, I'm, I'm, I'm at a certain point, I might be like making shit up while, like, you know, I don't know, just talking shit, basically. Yeah, just talking shit, like, uh, and rhyming, you know, <laughs> and you know, adding in some metaphors, some cool metaphors and shit, you know. But other than that, um, but if I'm like, like, uh, I got a track actually dropping tomorrow called "Suffer Well," um, and it's like. I kind of say it's like the realest shit I ever wrote mm-hmm. type type song. Um, and that's like more like deep and sentimental and shit like that. It's over a kind of like a little lo-fi, like a little boom bat beat. Um, okay. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like way softer. It's kind of like bones type shit, I guess you could, you could say. Um, but that's like more serious where I'm talking about just like, you know, how I actually feel inside and yeah. shit like that, you know, sharing more of like a different, different side of me. Um, and so I guess like there, it, it kind of depends on the mood of the beat really. Yeah. Depending that, that'll kind of determine what I end up like talking about and how I go about the approach and shit. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. We got about 10 minutes left. Yeah, yeah, Anything yeah. we have to talk about that you want to add? Um, 
shit. No, I mean we you know we covered like the biggest thing, which was you know the whole Swig and Mikey thing. Like yeah, that's like a gonna be a game changer for for 2022 for sure no definitely um definitely and something that i'm like super excited about i'm super excited to you know start working with mikey and shit which should be happening pretty soon so um mikey's got that that magic touch man dude i cannot wait dude like got that magic touch dude there was two producers (laughs) when i first like entered the scene in like 2018 arguably uh flexitelli was one of them and i got yeah man big shout out to flexitelli because he started working with me dude when i was nobody so shout out to him um but uh but yeah mikey was the other one that i was like dude but he was like so fucking big at that point i mean flexitelli's big yeah but like i guess uh, you know mikey just fucking he's got just credits for days man it's just like holy shit dude um, and so fucking talented. and and hard to get a hold of really like if you're not in his like circle yeah. basically so that's why I'm so glad he answered me you see like <clears throat> like because I wanted to interview him get him on so I was like trying to figure out how to ask him for like Dude, a while and yeah then he, he, then he just followed me and like responded to my story I'm like yo that's fire I'm like so he's good ass dude good yeah ass dude. yeah yeah no yeah he's super chill super nice um but yeah just a very exclusive guy so I feel I feel lucky you know, yeah, definitely <laughs> feeling lucky, man. I'm feeling confident going into this new year, man. So, you know, with them two behind me and shit, you know, so kind of like coaching and, you know, yeah. steering, steering the ship a little bit. So, you know, we're going to see what happens. What keeps so. you, uh, what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? Like what, what makes you want to keep getting up and keep going at this shit every day? When new, new events like this take place, like last year, it was like, you know, I had a few consistent songs, like really like at that time, go crazy and kind of you know, had some traction on them. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep cranking these out. And like this year, I'm like, damn, I'm not going to lie, man. Before they hit me up, when I get, when I got back from that tour, cause the tour was in January, uh, the West coast one, mm-hmm. um, dude, I was, I was so tired. And then when like, I, you know, I had COVID too on top of that. So like, I was just like, oh my God, like every day was miserable. And I'm just like, I have so much shit, like songs that I want to record and shit ideas and all this, but I'm like, I'm also not really hearing beats that I'm super inspired by, which is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm like thinking to myself, dude, I don't know how I'm going to get through the rest of this year. And then literally they fucking hit me up and I'm like, that's, that's the motivation I needed, dude. It just like reignited the spark. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, now, now I'm like doing it for them too, you know? Cause like, you know, they're riding for me now, so it's like you know I'm right. So there were definitely moments where you're like, oh shit, this might not. Oh work. yeah, occasionally. Well, I, I wouldn't say it like might not work, but it might not work the way I want it to. You yeah. know, because it's weird, dude. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists in this scene, man. So in in sometimes you think like, why me? With the prominence of the internet now, oh and, dude, <laughs> and how easy and accessible it is to record and upload a fucking song, dude. Like, there's think about artist, like there's a new rapper every day. Yeah, think about like when we were kids compared to this new generation. Like, <laughs> how many how many albums did you look forward to in a year when we were and, kids? Four or five? Uh, yeah, like a handful. You know what I mean? Now handful. it's like every week there's like five albums. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, it's flooded. Like, it's flooded. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but shit, what do you gotta? Um, what advice would you give to like new artists who are looking to break in? <sighs> Because there's so many people who just can't seem to get over. And the first thing I always tell people is, bro, the first thing is good music. If you got good music, somebody's going to find it. Somebody's going to talk about it. Somebody's going to share it. Definitely. Like, that's you gotta, step one. Yeah. I mean, for sure. The quality, for sure. And if you're not good, like, keep working. Keep, like, trying to develop and get better at your craft before. I'd even, honestly, I would even say before you're even putting out music, 
like yeah. hell at music and shit. Try to become good at, at the craft first because, dude, there's some fucking monsters in this scene. And when you jump into this, like people don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to say exactly what it is. Like there's a little bit of competition, man. You're trying to compete and you're not competing for like one's better than the other. What you're competing for is spotlight yeah, and attention. Definitely. You know what I mean? And in order to compete for that, your your product, your quality, it's got to be good. You know, if it doesn't weigh up to, you know, the big artists that are out there, it's not going to get heard. It's not going to get picked. It's not going to get talked about. You know what I mean? So what I would what I would tell anybody is be patient with yourself and work hard and just try to be as consistent as possible. And by consistency, I mean, like, even if you're not recording, get up and like write to a beat. Just write. You don't even have to record yeah. this shit. Just, just write it. Because in my opinion, man, I feel like, at least for me, maybe it's not like this for everybody else. For some people, like writing and rapping comes second nature. But like for me, I have to work at it. So for me, it's kind of like a muscle that I have to exercise. You know what I mean? Like as far as writing and coming up with lines and bars and shit like that, you know, because I'm not, I'm not even going to say, dude, I'm, I'm not the best lyricist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's like other people that are infinitely better than me and can just rap their fucking ass off. But, you know, I, I work with what I got and I, you know, I've been consistent for a number of years now. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I got a little something going now. So, but it took that long to get to that point. You know, it didn't just have kids nowadays, especially younger people have like this thing that everything is instant because of the age that we live in. Yeah. Everything's everything's instant. fast food. You know, everything's instant. You know, you can get fucking Amazon or Uber or whatever delivered right to your door, you know, and the same, same day, you know? So people just expect, you know, Oh man, I just dropped my first single, you know, check it out. It's going to go crazy. And it's like, you haven't even set foot off your front porch yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you got a, you got a lot of work to do. Speaking so. of uh, setting foot off your front porch, how would you, how important would you say your experiences outside of music are towards the actual music? A lot. I, I get a lot of artists. I'm not going to lie. And again, I'm not trying to, you know, toot my own horn or anything like that. Cause you know, but it is, it just is what it is, but there's a lot of like, uh, a lot of bigger artists too, that are just, they're young, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, a lot of people like call me up for advice, even like, you know, some of your favorites, I'm not going to name names, but, yeah. um, but yeah, a lot of people like hit me up for life advice or music advice or whatever. And I think part of it is just because I'm a little bit older, you know, I've mm-hmm. like had a lot, I've been through a lot of shit, you know, and they know that. So, you know, they'll be like, how do you handle this? How do you handle this type of shit? You know? And I'll just kind of just talk to them, you know, just like on some super chill shit. I don't want anything from them or anything like that. So, you know, I guess they just feel comfortable to be open with me about that. But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes a difference, especially in like how I carry myself mm-hmm. and I try to be a little bit more professional and like an adult, <laughs> Yeah, you know? So, you know, you are like a little bit older than, than some people in the scene. Mm-hmm. So how would you say, you know, age kind of affects mentality of artists? Because, you know, you, you said you kind of around like 2019 ish, 2020 really started to see an uptick. Mm-hmm. Did you, think as you were getting older it might not work out Do you um, think age kind of plays into the mentality of people who are trying to make it in music i think it depends because like for me i retain a lot of my youth just like in yeah. how i dress how i act you know because like yeah i'm mature and shit but i'm mm-hmm. immature i'm fucking around just yeah. like just like all you know everybody else you know what i mean but i think you know for sure like uh it's i think i think that the maturity is more of a mindset and the age is just a number because I even honestly, that question is more or less just coming also from my personal experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. 26, about 27, um, July 31st. Yeah. 
So I'm just like, fuck, am I getting too old to be doing this nah, shit? This dude, shit hasn't no. like ticked up you, yet. You know what I'm saying? Dude, <laughs> like, dude, age age is just a number and like the maturity is a mindset. Like yeah. you can be dude, I've met I've met like twenty year olds that are super fucking mature. You know what I mean? So like for their age, you know, and you would think that they're my fucking age, but they're not, you know. So it is what it is. And it's just, you know, <clears throat> as long as like I okay. This this is where it gets cringy, right? MGK. <laughs> if you are past the age of, if you are thirty or older, and you're rapping about emo girls, that's where you need to stop. <laughs> that's where you're too old, Bruh, I heard, That is where listen, you're too old. Listen, I heard the pop punk album, and I don't think I'm ever gonna get an MGK interview. I really don't give a fuck yeah, as much. No. But um, I'm just like, bro, isn't this mean like thirty three? Sounds like a high school a yeah. high schooler wrote this album. Yeah. And like I kind of <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, I liked a couple of songs off the album. I'm like okay, it's it's not bad. Um, I just kind of liked it. Some of some like two songs off. Yeah, it. but like it just the whole thing kind of felt like. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, like I said, that's where you're too old to look a certain way, talk about certain shit in your music. Like no, yeah. that's where it gets cringy. But dude, I mean. We're we're rappers. We you know like dark shit. We're into dark shit. We rap about dark shit. Whatever, man. You know, I'm a metalhead. I've came up in that shit. You know, so this is real to me. Like band yeah. shirts and a pair of jeans. Obviously not these MSTs and shit because I wasn't around 15 years ago. But yeah, I mean, you know, band shirts and a and a pair of jeans. That's that was what what I wore every single day. That's what I still wear to this day. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I feel about Eminem because there's a point yeah. where Eminem started coming out. I'm like, bro. Are you forty five? Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. Now? Like, you know, <laughs> no, it it's just it it's just a subject matter. Oh like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, no, yeah, I have no problem with Eminem <laughs> rapping at fucking sixty, but it's just like I don't know. There was a verse on it was a Big Sean album. Everyone was like Eminem's back, and I turned it on. I'm like, all right, because I haven't liked Eminem in like ten fucking years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the music just coming out was cringy. And the first line I hear, I sodomized like an ass raper. I'm like, bro, are you fifty? I mean, like, and then it, it was just like I don't know. A see, lot and, of, and here's the it thing: it just seemed try hard to me, and I was just like, Here, "Here's here's the other thing too." Last thing, because I know we, you know we got to wrap this shit yeah. up. But um, this isn't the only thing that I plan on doing throughout my life. I do want to eventually get into acting. Uh, even oh, if I got to start from an independent level. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's like my next goal that I want to do in the next, we'll say like four or five years mm-hmm. type shit. And that's probably when I'll hang up the mic, you know, like sinister will kind of just be the legacy, you know, yeah. and then I'll move into something else. Cause like, you're right. Eventually you definitely do hit a point where you are too old for this 30. I think no, nah, you still got a little bit of time. And even then you could still like do, you could still tour when you get older. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah, you know, sure. fans who want to legacy tours older artists still tour and stuff like yep. that. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying you couldn't drop music. It's just like, I would like to see more of a maturity yeah, yeah, in yeah. certain artists music. Yeah, like, for sure. It's just like Eminem at 50 rapping about the same shit. He was at 20. It's just not, <laughs> it's not the same. For some people, you I guess. Yeah. Saying? Like it's not, I mean, he's still cra- like a crazy lyricist. For sure, like, no, yeah, still one of the best. To, yeah. Absolutely, like, I listen to his new battle song. rap. No one's touching Christ, that man. Dude. Period. Battle yeah. rap. No one's touching him. But uh, like, but yeah, nah. That's um, the best example I come up with. There's yeah. tons of artists like that. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Uh, no, man. Other than that, I mean, shout out, shout out, Swig, shout out, MTM, and and shout out the, all, all my homies that I mentioned in this interview earlier, man. Witch House, Forty K, Oni Inc. Other than that, and yeah, check me out on Instagram, Spotify, Sinister, uh, S-I-N-I-Z-T-E-R. 
Word, this has been Call Classic Interview number 56 now. So appreciate you guys sticking with us. 56 interviews. You can watch this interview on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that shit. Go follow us on Instagram at KULT Classic Official. Cops of Merge, KULT Classic Official.com. And shit, that's it. Peace. Peace.